Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Pablo, our question for today is, do men gossip? Many do. Your question reminds me of the old joke about three ministers who agreed to be accountable to each other in order to keep from sinning. The first minister said, Okay, I'll be honest with you, brothers. I have a problem. I lust after beautiful women in my congregation. Pray for me that I will overcome my problem with adultery. The second minister continued, Since we're being honest with each other, I admit I have a weakness for the bottle. Try as I might, I cannot stay away from alcohol. In fact, I believe I'm an alcoholic. The third minister, grinning from ear to ear like a Cheshire cat, stood to his feet and announced, Gentlemen, I have to excuse myself from this group. I can hardly wait to tell someone what I've just heard. You see, my weakness is gossip. Gossip is a communicable disease of the mouth that kills reputations and friendships faster and deadlier than a bullet. Many of us have endured the COVID-19 virus. Whenever a contagious disease is in an area, researchers begin working on a vaccine and people infected with the disease are quarantined so they cannot spread it. There is a contagious disease loose in our world, a disease that destroys reputations and deforms a person's credibility. This infectious, deadly oral disease first strikes the ear of a healthy person, moves through their mind to their heart. It can either be halted immediately at the initial onset or it will go through an incubation process, surfacing first as a mild rash of unkind conversations, then moving deeper into the body as a cancerous slander. This disease is called gossip. The term disease can be broken into dis and ease. The removal of ease. This is what gossip can cause. Disease. Lack of ease around the person who spoke it. Time for a quick story. Years ago, I was driving with a friend along a stretch of the Trans-Canada Highway from Winnipeg to Regina, about 600 kilometers or 350 miles. It was going to be about a six-hour drive. We started to gossip, and then both of us recalled a speaker we heard who said, Great minds talk about ideas. Average minds talk about things. Small minds talk about people. So with all the piety we could muster, we agreed somewhere around Portage-la-Prairie that for the remainder of our trip, we would only talk about ideas and maybe things, but not people. Ah, oh, you say, that was very good of you two godly saints. <laughs> not really. We made it to Brandon, Manitoba, and soon realized we had drifted back to talking about people. Out of a six-hour trip, our experiment to only talk about ideas and things lasted less than one hour. Then it was back to people, called gossip. Let's consider Philippians 4.8 for a moment. Is it gossip if we're saying things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, honorable, excellent, or praiseworthy? The phrase that comes to mind, Pablo, is love covers. Ephesians 4.15 says, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. We must first speak the truth, but do it in love. The Apostle Peter, who initially tended to be rather impetuous and rough, wrote in 1 Peter 4.8, 
Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Peter is not suggesting that we ignore or excuse a person's sinful behavior, but this word covers in the phrase love covers is the same Hebrew word used when it says in Genesis 6, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it and coat it or cover it with pitch inside and out. In essence, it means seal it or protect it. It's like we place a bandage on a wound to cover it and protect it until it heals. Likewise, we are to let a person's mistakes and confess sins heal and be protected. Think of it this way. A person who gossips likes to remove the bandage of protection from another person's recovery, pick up the scab, and make it bleed again. That is what gossip does. It does not cover in love. It keeps opening the wound. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham, speaking on the topic today of Do Men Gossip? For a PDF of this program, contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. You can listen to all the other Men Alive programs at our website, goteachglobal.com. Jim, there are some strong verses in the Bible against gossiping. Here's a few. Proverbs 11.13 A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. Proverbs 16.28 A perverse man stirs up dissension, and a gossip separates close friends. Proverbs 18.8 Repeated in Proverbs 26.22 The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to a man's innermost parts. And Proverbs twenty nineteen, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid a man who talks too much. Ouch, those are strong verses, Pablo. But gossip has a twin sister called slander. When Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he said, I am writing that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, a follower of Jesus Christ, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. With such a man, do not even eat. We can understand the level of disgust God must feel against idolaters. But here, God is placing gossip and slander on a level playing field with sexual immorality. Here's some verses outlining God's teaching on slander. Leviticus 19.16, Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Proverbs 10.18, Whoever spreads slander is a fool. 2 Corinthians 12.20, the Apostle Paul speaking, says, I fear that there may be quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, factions, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. And Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Our goal, men, is to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Think of Jesus when you want to gossip. Jesus spoke wholesome words. He thought of the needs of the person to whom he was speaking, and he only gave a good report. He was able to discern without being judgmental, and he knew the difference between reproving and reviling. Jesus knew how to control his thoughts and his words. What a great model. Help our listeners understand what are some of the causes of gossip and slander. Let's start with anger. Anger is the father of gossip. 
Anger is related to a betrayal of trust and loss of control. Gossip is an opportunity to indirectly get even with our disliked adversary. You may think he's okay, but if you knew what I knew, we bait our gossip hook and fish for a response. Any sign of interest on the listener's part brings the hook and the line, and they are caught. Anger is the father of gossip. Envy is the mother of gossip. Envy of another person's success or giftedness causes us to forget to rejoice with those who rejoice. Instead, we feel obligated to remind others not of their strengths and successes, but of their weaknesses, all based on envy. Third is jealousy. Scripture says, Who can stand before a jealous man? An amazing self-destructive character revelation process begins when we utter our first words of gossip. We are revealing the area in which we might be jealous. Fourth is pride. Pride is one of the seven things God hates. It usually leads to sowing dissension among the brothers. After all, we are so much better qualified or more spiritual or whatever than that other guy. Pride. Fifth is taking up a reproach. This is the destructive pattern of listening to a friend's side of the story, failing to hear the other side, and then forming an opinion based on partial truth that is then passed on to others, with our special seasoning of added indignation, exaggeration, and embellishment. We might even add a touch of conjecture. And finally, insecurity. Ironically, the gossip reveals to all who listen carefully the areas of insecurities in their own life. Perhaps this is a good time to say, beware. The friend whom you trust who shares confidential information with you about other people will eventually gossip about you. The Bible says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Why is it so difficult to admire the positive qualities of a person? Instead, we focus on the negative qualities which often reflect negative character traits in our own life. Rumors, conjectures, or an unhealthy dose of unconfirmed opinions. Bill Gothard once said, Gossip is sharing information with people who are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. Let's end this program, Pavlin, with some do's and some don'ts. First, the do's. Do determine to give a good report. Strive to think the best of people and be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving them as Christ forgave us. Do speak sincerely about people with wholesome words. Flattery is a form of hatred. Be genuine, both in verbal and nonverbal communications. Here are some of the don'ts. Don't listen to it. Just say to the person, I know him, and he would be open to talk to you about this. Have you gone to him one-on-one and told him your concern? Whatever their response, you can then add, I'd be happy to go with you and meet him so you can tell him what you just told me. Don't believe it. There are often three sides to every story. The one you hear first, then the other person's version of the same incidents, and thirdly, the reality or truth somewhere in between. Until you know the truth, always believe the best of the other guy, no matter how damaging the story. Don't repeat it. Keep this information private until you can be part of the solution rather than repeating the information and becoming part of the problem. Here's a concluding thought. We had a little poodle called Winnie the Pooh. She was the epitome of obedience and poise. She'd walk faithfully beside my wife without a leash and rarely ever stray. One day, Rita was walking with Winnie in a new area. A woman looked up and saw our dog walking beside her without a leash. 
The woman went ballistic and began screaming and swearing obscenities at Rita in a loud voice. Winnie became the lightning rod for every male dog who had ever emptied his tank on her shrubs and trees. The woman's grand finale statement was, You should have that so-and-so dog on a leash. Rita was so shocked by the verbal assault, all she could stammer back in response was, Lady, your tongue should be on a leash. In concluding this discussion of a problem area that we all deal with, let us offer a closing thought. By our own strength, we can never control our tongue, but by God's grace and the Holy Spirit's power, we can get it on a leash. Then the Holy Spirit can guide our words and direct our lives to honor Jesus Christ and speak the truth in love. There you have it, men. Let's get our tongues on a leash, controlled by the Holy Spirit. For a PDF of this program, Do Men Gossip? Contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.